Fads come and go, and nowhere more than in the world of weight loss. That's why Noom's weight management programs are made to last. Noom uses science and personalization to help you manage your weight for the long term. Their psychology-based approach helps you build better habits and behaviors that are easier to maintain. The best part? You decide how Noom fits into your life, not the other way around. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com to sign up for your trial today. Welcome to the First Pitch Podcast, brought to you by PitcherList.com, your daily morning podcast, updating you on everything you need to know to win your fantasy baseball league. Here's your host, Jake Crumpler. What's up, fellow fantasy managers? Welcome back to another episode of the First Pitch Podcast brought to you by PitcherList.com. My name is Jake Crumpler, and it's the weekend, so as always, I'll be taking over for Bubba as the host of the weekend editions of the podcast. You can follow me at Jake Crumpler on Twitter and can find all of my work at CrumplerBaseball.com. Let's dive into everything baseball-related from Friday, June 30th. We'll kick it off, as always, with the transactions, injuries, news, and notes, and we once again have no IL placements of note, so we can move right to our transactions where we have tons of notes there. Started off with our third trade of the summer as Aralis Chapman joins the likes of Eduardo Escobar and Mike Moustakis as recent veterans to be shipped out to the AL West. The Rangers will add Chapman to their relief core and in return sent lefty Cole Reagans and 17-year-old prospect Roni Cabrera the other way to Kansas City. He is unlikely to knock Will Smith out of the closer role in Texas but could give him a run for his money and should factor into the hold situation in Texas. With Chapman gone, Carlos Hernandez becomes the top setup option in Kansas City. Outfielder Chris Bryant was activated from the 10-day IL. It's been another season in Colorado marred by injury for the former MVP. He missed all of June with a bruised left heel. Prior to the injury, though, Bryant wasn't living up to his standards. He batted just 263 with five dingers and an 87 WRC+, despite calling Coors Field his home. Outside of 2020, this would be his worst offensive season if he doesn't turn things around in the second half. Third baseman Anthony Rendon was activated from the 10-day IL. He needed just a minimum stay to recover from a left-wrist contusion. Rendon will slot back in at the hot corner, pushing Eduardo Escobar into a utility role in LA. Starting pitcher Michael Soroka was recalled from the minors. He'll be replacing the rotation spot that AJ Smith's Shaver vacated when he was optioned to the minors. Soroka wasn't great in his brief 2023 debut earlier this year, but has shown he's not completely broken with a 3.31 ERA in 11 starts at AAA. He was solid in his return to the majors against the Marlins on Friday, striking out seven across six innings of three-run ball with 13 whiffs and a 28% CSW. Soroka could be an interesting play going forward, but he's sort of an upscale Toby, so I think he's best rostered in 15-teamers and points leagues. With Corbin Carroll dealing with an injury and Pavin Smith being optioned to the minors, Dominic Fletcher, the brother of David Fletcher, was recalled by the Diamondbacks and started on Friday. While he had success in his cup of coffee in May, batting 308 with a 119 WRC+, and has been similarly good at AAA, Fletcher won't have an everyday spot once Carroll returns because that outfield contingent in Arizona is stacked. Starting pitcher Alex Cobb was reinstated from the 15-day IL. A few turns of the rotation have gone by since Cobb hit the IL with a strained left oblique. A traditional starter will be warmly welcomed in SF where they've been operating with a plethora of bulk relievers for the past couple of weeks. Cobb's return was successful as he tossed five innings of two-run ball with 10 whiffs and a 30% CSW. Another starter returns as starting pitcher Cal Quantrill was activated from the 15-day IL. He missed all of June with right shoulder inflammation. And while Quantrill found success in the past couple of years, with smoke and mirrors. 
regression has finally hit him this year. He surrendered six more runs in his return, meaning he's given up 20 runs across his past three starts. I don't think he's fantasy viable anymore. Heading to the bullpen, relief pitcher Colin Holderman was reinstated from the 15-day IL. He was one of the top holds options in Pittsburgh prior to hitting the IL with right wrist inflammation. He'll slot in beside Dory Moretta as the setup man for closer David Bednar. Elsewhere, relief pitcher Daniel Hudson was activated from the 15-day IL by the Dodgers. He missed the first three months of the season after undergoing left knee surgery. However, he has a shot at factoring into high leverage work in LA based off his performances the past couple of years. The A's recalled infielder Jordan Diaz. He's been one of their top prospects the past couple of years and made headlines when he crushed three homers in a game earlier this year. Diaz DH'd versus a lefty in his first game back, but could also see time at first base and second base. The Angels promoted 22-year-old pitching prospect Victor Medeiros. He is the team's number 18 prospect according to MLB Pipeline, but with the team already employing a six-man rotation, Medeiros will pitch out of the bullpen, a role he is likely best suited for given his command and struggles as a starter in the minors. Now for some expected IL activation, starting pitcher Julio Urias is expected to be activated from the 15-day IL today. He hasn't seen game action since mid-May due to a hamstring injury, but will have a soft landing in Kansas City in his return. And starting pitcher Kyle Moeller is also expected to return to the majors today. He's set to take on the White Sox, and after struggling to an 8.04 ERA in his debut with the A's earlier this year, he wasn't much better at AAA with a 6.59 mark in six starts, so he's not somebody I'll be targeting. And now we'll wrap this section up with some news. Starting pitcher Nick Lodolo is getting his boot off and will head to Arizona to ramp up. He's still on a similar timeline to teammate Hunter Green with eyes set on an August return. And lastly, designated hitter Bryce Harper continues to prepare to take over at first base for the Phillies with the possibility that he sees time there prior to the All-Star break. And before we look at yesterday's notable performances, we've got a quick word from Underdog Fantasy. It's time to step up to the plate and show off your baseball knowledge and fantasy skills. Check out Underdog Fantasy's 7th inning stretch tournament from now through July 14th where you can build your dream team and compete against your friends for the $150,000 in total prizes. The best part, once you draft your team, you're all set. No need to worry about waivers, substitutions, or trades during the tournament. And don't worry about setting your lineups each week. Underdog will automatically select your highest scoring players for you. The seventh inning stretch has four thrilling rounds, each with its own player groups from the 12-person groups in round one to the intense 134-person final group in round four. The competition Competition keeps getting more intense the farther you go. And with our code PITCHERLIST, P-I-T-C-H-E-R-L-I-S-T, you'll receive a 100% deposit match up to $100, and it's only $7 to enter the tournament. Just check the description of this episode for the sign-up link, and make sure you use the promo code PITCHERLIST when you sign up. Mark your calendars. The tournament starts right after the MLB All-Star break, so get ready to slide into the action. So what are you waiting for? Visit the link in the episode description, use promo code PITCHERLIST, and receive a 100% deposit deposit match up to $100. Join us in the seventh inning stretch tournament and experience the thrill of fantasy baseball like never before on Underdog. Good luck and may the best team win. You must be 18 years or older, 19 or older in Alabama and Nebraska, 21 or older in Massachusetts and Arizona and present in a state where Underdog Fantasy operates. Terms apply. Concerned with your play, call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.ncpgambling.org. In Arizona, call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. In New York, call 1-877-8-HOPE-NY. In Tennessee, call 1-800-889-9789. 
Now we'll look at the notable performances from Friday, a day in which we had only 14 games because the matchup between the Yankees and Cardinals was postponed due to the weather. We'll start it off with our hitters leading off with Matt Olson versus the Marlins as he helped the Braves to a big win. The Braves cruised to 16 runs thanks in large part to Olson, who went four for five, scoring four times with a pair of bombs, a triple, and five RBI. That was a unique batting line as Olson became just the second first baseman since Lou Gehrig in 1928 with two or more homers, a triple, four or more runs and five or more RBI in a game pretty wild his first home run traveled 424 feet and a 105.6 mile per hour exit velocity while his second one traveled 409 feet with a 104 mile per hour exit velocity Olsen's currently pacing the National League with 28 homers and is tied for the major league lead with 67 RBI his stat cast numbers are off the charts as he's sporting a career high and league leading barrel rate north of 20 percent and he also owns baseball's highest max exit velocity at 118.6 miles per hour Olsen's average will likely be capped around two 50 due to an inflated strikeout rate and a fly ball centric approach but won't really matter if he maintains this level of power production going forward Mookie Betts had a huge game in Kansas City as he helped the Dodgers to a win going four for four with three runs a pair of homers a double four RBIs and two walks both of his home runs traveled over 400 feet with exit velocities north of 103 miles per hour and Mookie has been absolutely on fire recently since May 28th he's raised his average 26 points to 270 and in just his last seven games, Betts has hit five home runs and stolen two bases. The perfect night raised his OPS to 923, which would be his best in the season since he won the MVP award in 2018. He's up to 22 homers now after the pair of long balls on Friday. And speaking of 2018, Betts is sporting the best stat cast metrics of his career since that year and should continue to build on his Hall of Fame resume atop the Dodgers lineup. And lastly, we've got Byron Buxton in Baltimore as he helped the Twins to a win going one for two with a pair of runs a homer three rbis a walk and a steal for the combo meal he's up to 14 homers and seven steals now buxton has been held to only cracking the lineup as the designated hitter in an effort to keep him healthy and while that has worked to keep him healthy it sort of made him pretty mediocre the bat hasn't stood out and without the increased value provided by his exceptional defense he's barely been above a replacement level player sporting a war south of one so far buxton strikes out way too much and hasn't made up for it in the batted ball department with metrics a step below what he was doing in recent years the power and speed numbers are there but in reality he's just a glorified jose siri in fantasy terms and while that's serviceable buxton isn't the guy we thought would be a difference maker if he remained healthy for a full season and i can't end this hitter section without mentioning that shohei otani went deep again extending his mlb home run lead with a 493 foot blast his 30th homer of the year it's the longest home run hit this year and the furthest in angels franchise history that guy is absolutely bonkers but if you'd like a break of the notable hitting performances from Friday, check out the Daily Batters Box article over on PitcherList.com. Now we'll head to the mound and look at the notable starting pitching performances from Friday, opening with Josiah Gray in Philly as he helped his team to the win. He tossed six innings of one earned run, allowing just six hits and a walk while striking out eight. He had 19 whiffs and a 39% CSW, and his fastball slider combination was working like magic in this one. His sinker and four-seamer combined for eight whiffs while his slider turned in 40% CSW, and it's been a quiet breakout campaign 
campaign for Gray, who dropped his ERA to 3.30 after posting ERAs over five in each of the past two years. It's been a specifically successful past two starts for Gray as he followed up his dominance of the Padres last week with this gem in Philly. However, Gray may be in the good graces of the baseball gods. He's not been a strikeout guy this year and hasn't made up for that deficit in any other facets of his game. He has a deep repertoire, but he doesn't have a go-to elite offering. Gray will take on the Red Hot Reds next, and that's not a battle I'll be fighting in my fantasy leagues. Bryce Miller had a short start in Tampa Bay, but it was impressive. He tossed three and a third innings, allowing just one hit with two and runs, a walk, and six strikeouts, but he racked up 19 whiffs and a 46% CSW across just 61 pitches. That's wild. 19 whiffs in less than four innings is pretty crazy. He was forced to exit early due to a blister, but that didn't stop him from showing off how good his fastball can be when he is on his game. Miller turned to his heater 89% of the time and it racked up 18 whiffs and a 50% CSW, which is indicative of how unhittable his heater really is. The pitch doesn't stand out in terms of CSW often, but it's rightfully recognized as one of the best fastballs in the game by PLV. This start would have been unreal if he didn't get injured. He probably would have closed in on 30 whiffs with that heater alone. He's paired that exceptional fastball with elite command thus far, which has helped him limit base runners throughout the year. And if he qualified, Miller's 0.95 whip would be the second best in baseball. And if Miller's blister heals in time, his next start would be in San Francisco. And lastly, we've got Graham Ashcraft versus the Padres as he took home a no decision but the Reds went home victorious. He tossed six and two-thirds innings, allowing just three hits and two walks with one and run and seven strikeouts. He had 18 whiffs and a 35% CSW, and it's been a while since we witnessed a good start from Ashcraft. After beginning the year with a two ERA across his first six starts, his next eight starts produced a ridiculously awful 12.82 ERA, and IL stint didn't even stop the runs from pouring in when he returned. Ashcraft's performance is heavily dependent on the performance of his new slider, and that was clearly the case here as the pitch induced 13 whiffs to go with a 55% CSW. His highs have been very high and his lows very low, so I'll need to see him string a couple solid starts together to start buying in on him again, but Ashcraft's start in Washington next time out looks awfully enticing. But if you'd like a breakdown of every single start from Friday, give the Plus Pitch Podcast a listen and check out Nick's daily starting pitcher roundup over on pitcherlist.com. Now we'll head to the bullpen and look at the relievers that got saves or the closers that pitched outside of save situations or blew their saves. Ryan Presley locked down save number 16. Hunter Harvey save number 7. Trevor May got his fifth save working around one and run while he got four outs. And Camilo Duvall earned save number 24 to tie for the MLB lead and he currently leads the National League in saves with that total as well. In terms of closers to pitch outside of save situations or blow their saves. David Robertson surrendered a go-ahead home run in the eighth to the Giants. Alexis Diaz blew his save, but the Reds offense had his back. And Josh Hader pitched in a tie game after Diaz blew that save. If you'd like a breakdown of the notable relief pitching performances from Friday, check out the Daily Reliever Ranks article over on PitcherList.com. And before we look forward to today's games, we're going to take a quick break. When it comes to weight management, we tend to put our focus on what we eat. But Noom's approach puts the focus on why we eat, and that's a game changer. Noom uses science and personalization so you can manage your weight for the long term. Their psychology-based approach helps you build better habits and behaviors that are easier to maintain. And they help you understand the science behind your eating choices and why you have those cravings. Noom's personalized courses are easy to follow and will help grow your confidence with tools you can put into practice on day one. The best part? You decide how Noom fits into your life, not the other way around. And based on a sample of 4,272 Noomers, 
98% say Noom helps change their habits and behaviors for good. Try Noom today and see the results for yourself. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com to sign up for your trial today. Now we'll look forward to Saturday as we begin the month of July. We'll have a full slate of 16 games as we'll have a doubleheader between the Yankees and Cardinals. My matchup of the day is Tyler Glasnow versus George Kirby. Very differing pitchers, but they're both electric in their own way. George Kirby with his exceptional command and Tyler Glasnow with his exciting arsenal. In terms of probable starters, we've got 10 guys in the auto start tier, including both Glasnow and Kirby. We also have Garrett Cole in St. Louis, Zach Wheeler versus the Nationals, and Dylan Cease in Oakland. Our probable starts tier has seven guys and that's where we'll find our streamer of the day in Johan Oviedo versus the Brewers. He's got a great slider and curveball and if he's got his pitches under control he should fare well versus the Brewers. I'd also keep an eye out for Tyler Anderson versus the Diamondbacks. He relies heavily on his changeup and he had a great feel for that pitch last time out. The Diamondbacks offense is pretty dangerous so I would only go for this start if I'm super desperate but this one could pay dividends. In terms of hitter suggestions I like Tigers and Rockies hitters and Coors obviously because it's Coors. I also like right-handed hitting Padres hitters versus Brandon Williamson in Great American Ballpark. I'm streaming Gary Sanchez as my catcher in a couple of leagues. And lastly, Yankees and Cardinals hitters will be a duo I'm targeting as they'll get double at bats in their double header. And lastly, we'll close things out with our relievers to watch. David Robertson has pitched on consecutive days for the Mets, so expect Adam Adovino to get the call in the ninth today. And lastly, Alexis Diaz has pitched in three of the last four days and could turn things over to Buck Farmer today. But that'll do it for today's episode of the First Pitch Podcast. Make sure to head on over to PitcherList.com to check out all of the great articles and features we have on the site, including fantastic player pages and daily DFS suggestions. Join PL Pro to gain access to the Discord and to interact with PitcherList staff and members of the community, as well as to utilize the in-season tools to help you win your leagues. That'll wrap up this edition of the podcast. You can follow me on Twitter at Jake Crumpler. Tune in tomorrow and every day for a new installment of the podcast. And make sure to enjoy the day as we are blessed with another day of baseball. This has been the First Pitch Podcast, brought to you by PitcherList.com. If you enjoyed today's episode, rate us on iTunes, follow us on Twitter at PitcherList, and help support what we do by joining our Discord with PitcherList Plus at PitcherList.com slash plus.